Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, Stars fans, welcome back to our Rebel Rewatch. I have Lottie with me. How you doing, sweetie? Uh, very good. We just came back from our trip on this weekend. Yeah. We went to Universal Studios in Orlando. We did. Yes, That we was did. so much fun. And uh, as it is with all the trips you go on, I'm always struggling. Uh, I want to be there in the moment, but also want to take pictures and videos. Oh, yeah. And I'm always grateful when I took a lot of pictures and videos to look back on and to just immerse myself in the moment again. And, um, yeah, you kind of have to find that balance of experiencing it, you know, in the moment and uh, taking the picture or the video. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, how are you? I am great. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because, yeah, we had a, we had a great uh, weekend other than me having a, a splitting headache, a, a forced migraine. That was scary. Uh, it was crazy. <laughs> uh, more. Yeah, that was that was wild. Um, but, yeah, we, we just had a great time and, and we uh, got to walk around the Wizarding World and we got to go to Hogsmeade. We got to go to Diagon Alley, uh, ride rides. We got to see the new um, Secrets of Dumbledore movie, by the way. That was yes. a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'll just go ahead and mention it here, friends. If you have a chance, go check out our little podcast. It's kind of a podcast where we talk about Harry Potter, Fantastic Beast, Wizarding World stuff, maybe BBC, British films, um, anything and everything Harry Potter and beyond. And it's called Shell Cottage Radio. If you guys want to, go check it out over there, Shell Cottage Radio. We actually just covered the uh, secrets of Dumbledore over there. So Lottie's been working hard on that. And then over um, at Fleur and Bill over on Instagram, you can you can check out her little reel you did the other day, which was really, was that this morning? It was this morning. Uh, you did that. It was super sweet, super cute. Uh, just us being kids again, you know, just getting back into <laughs> it and, and just nerding out. It's just a lot of fun. So anyway, but she has been uh, so gracious and so kind to pop on here and just 
really, you have been, to entertain me and to do this Rebels rewatch with me because it's just something that I want to do and I've been wanting to do for like a while and it's just good to do it with you. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's a lot of fun because I'm working with a master and it's it oh. just it's so quick. Everything's set up and you take care of all the technology. Um, so okay. I just have to sit here and talk. That's a well, very convenient for me. So <laughs> Sweetie, you're making me laugh. <laughs> That's why they call me the friendly tech wizard. Okay. This is why they call Cause you me. are. I try to be friendly and I try to be techie. Uh, and I'm, I'm always working on it. There's always, you know, with technology, there's always more things to find and figure out. So, um, definitely, you know, working, working and all that. But, uh, yeah, also we'll leave a link, a link down in the, uh, description so you guys can, oh, I almost, con- <laughs> almost conjured up the giggle fest over there. Don't mention it. Yeah, if, if I, if I, uh, I misspeak here or there and she just sends her into a giggle fit. Uh, you actually get on the most recent episode of Shell Cottage Radio, you guys can hear that in absolute, I don't cut any of that stuff out. I'm just like, we got to roll with it, you know? Got to roll with oh, it. Oh, it was time. bad, and it was glorious. It was, it was great. It was great. I mean, five <laughs> minutes later, you were still laughing, and I don't, I don't know how. And I was like giggle water or something you were drinking. <laughs> um, but anyways, I'll leave a link below in the description. You guys can go check that out if you would like. And also, don't forget, um, Matt and I later tonight will be, we'll be on for um, Elder One podcast, where we're going to talk about the secrets secrets of Dumbledore uh, as well. And I'm interested to hear what he has to say about it. I think he'll have a completely different take. Then maybe I had, uh, we'll, we'll see. It's not been a, a big favorite of his. But, all right, friends, uh, enough of that, though. Let's dive in to, this is episode five, Rise of the Old Masters, which the title alone is just is awesome, The Rise of the Old Masters. I think it's, it, like, instantly for me, there's, there's this curious sort of like, huh, the old masters, I thought they were dead. Mm-hmm. Order, you know, Order sixty six. Like they should not be around, and yet here we have an episode where we're going to go explore some of them. So Ezra starts off his his Jedi training. He's working on it. He's struggling. Uh, Kanan is also kind of struggling in his role as a teacher, his role as a master. They discover an underground transmission reporting that states that Jedi Master Luminara. Luminara is still alive, that she survived Order 66, and that she's being um, held in a high-security prison. Uh, the, uh, I think it's pronounced Stegon, Stegon Prison, I think, something like that, is, is where, is where they I like to try to mention those things because like, there's so many different planets and worlds and places in Star Wars that I always love to just mention the really obscure um, places. But anyway. It uh, might be a question that one day will come up in a trivia it could. Trivia. It really, it, it really good. I mean, that's, 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 I'm always, sweetie, that's what I'm always training for. I'm always training for, for some, like some trivia competition that's all Star Wars where my, our, our lives hang in the balance and I have to know everything. I think you should sign up for one. Answer. <laughs> Maybe at some point I will. Uh, so I don't know as many, I don't know as much as, as a lot of folks, but I, I like to, I like to dabble and I like to, I like to dive deep in, into some of it. So anyway, um, but yeah. They are, so they hear about this and they decide we have to go check into it. Like if she's still alive, um, Kanan is thinking, Hey, um, master Luminara could probably help me train Ezra and Ezra sees it as Kanan wants to pawn him off on this old master or whatever. So they show up They're Actually, um, Luminara, we find out is used as bait and the grand inquisitor is there and has laid a trap for these Jedi. So, they have to work together. Um, they kind of are able to 
get away from the from the Grand Inquisitor, um, make a run for it, and then at the end they you know, kind of Kanan and Ezra sit down and he starts throwing stones at uh, Ezra with his lightsaber and all is well between master and apprentice for now for now all is well Uh oh <laughs> yeah so that's just a quick little summary of uh the rise of the old masters sweetie i guess just initial thoughts what did you think new episode it's episode mm-hmm. five how are you feeling about rebels I thought it was very, this episode was very relatable as a teacher, um, but really for everyone, whether you're a parent, a guardian, a friend, and it had had some really good lessons uh, that we're going to talk about here in a second. So um, yeah, I like that episode. Yeah, it was cool. I, you're right about the the teacher connection because it's sort of like, yeah, am I am I good enough to do this? I mean, what can I offer to someone else? I think even sometimes as a content creator or a podcaster, or just in general, like a, a parent, right? Mm-hmm. What can I teach, or how do I, you know, I don't know. Like, am, am I able to do that? Am I doing enough? Is there more I could be doing? Could someone do it better? That's that's what we all deal with that. Right. And what's interesting, and I think as you watch the the character of Kanan grow mm-hmm. and, and, and make progress as a master, uh, we find out that we all have something to add, right? We e- Each of us can pass on something. Yeah. Uh, we, you, everyone can be a teacher, and everyone can also be a student. And we sh- sort of should seek those roles back and forth, you know? Like, it's, it's a good thing to continue. Like, Master Yoda, late in his years, Still should be learning, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. He's, he's a great teacher, but much to learn he still has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the one still teaching, like, Luke Skywalker in the sequels and everything. So, you know, that I think that's really cool. And then so Kanan here being the master has a lot to learn. Um, Ezra also has a lot to learn about being a student and even being a, an open mm-hmm. and good student, someone who wants to learn. That's uh, There's like a slight little jab by Zeb in this episode mm-hmm. where he's sort of like, um, he kind of tells Ezra, like, not that it's difficult to it's difficult to teach, meaning patience and focus and stuff like that. And Zeb says he means you. You're difficult yeah. to teach. Yeah. And it's like, oh, OK. All right. So that's another thing to think about as a student. We put a lot of a burden on the teacher or the master to kind of pass on information to us. But we also have to be willing to receive it and yes. open and, and how we apply it and really want it and desire it. For it to really make a lasting connection, you right. have to kind of be an active learner and in like you know what i mean like locked in right and open to criticism yes exactly yeah Yeah. so okay um so yeah this i guess um do you do you have any 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 questions and Mm -hmm. you're allowed to say no if you have no questions that's also okay we just dive into kind of a a recap i do have a question noted down here but before um i start with that uh i just want to mention real quick that when you said teacher or um everyone is a teacher or everyone can be a teacher that reminded me of something that i read before about listening the skill of being a good listener Uh, and they talked about how everyone every single person can teach you something you just have to find and you you just have to listen Mm -hmm. and yeah basically Ooh, yeah yeah not even just that they have to be actively trying to teach mm-hmm. but that we can learn from people right just based upon who they are right just just experiences that we our experience with that person if you're open to it and if you listen you can learn mm-hmm. something yes yeah and also that a lot of parents so um we're in that late 20 early 30 age where a lot of my friends have kids now and they all say the the we're the parents with supposed to be the 
teachers but also our kids teach us so much every day mm-hmm. yeah and they help us to see the world from a different perspective again yeah yeah that, right that's that whole sort of um you know parent child um student teacher relationship is that is a learning from one another uh they always say to be an effective teacher or or like a jedi master you have to know your student you have mm-hmm. to know your child you have to know what what their needs are and, and everyone's different they're all uh, individuals with different wants, desires, um, interest, and all those things. Right. So, and a lot of the learning, teaching, connection uh, is about good communication. Mm-hmm. Because when Ezra, so when Canaan uh, says he wants to seek out that, uh, what's her name again? Luminara. Luminara. Yeah. Master Luminara. Yeah. Ezra feels abandoned, not uh-huh. not worthy, while Canaan is really just wanting to find the best. Tra- uh, teacher for him yep. right. or get him the best training mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we learned that's mm-hmm. because Canaan has a hard time with discipline himself yeah. um, and he struggles with his own image as a teacher of himself yeah right he's trying to pass on something that he hasn't quite figured out how to master mm-hmm. himself yeah uh, the Grand Inquisitor says that you know he lacks focus and attention um, uh, patience or whatever like, like it's something that he struggles with and I forget what, where it happens, but there's like a line where, where Ezra says, well, then he's perfect for me. You know, so he's almost yes. trying to like make this jab at Canaan. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ezra's like, well, he's great. That's great. We're, we're alike in that regard. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing too with the, the, the sort of the teacher-student relationship is that like mm-hmm. you find things that you can bond over. Right. Like, hey, I'm not very good at that. I actually, with a lot of my students, it's like math. They come in, they struggle with math. I'm like, uh, Hey, me too. All right. Algebra one. Not so sure. I'm not really sh- factoring. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what's up. But like other things, interest, you know, uh, whether it be something nerdy or uh, I was president of chess club, you know, whatever it might be, a sport or something. Uh, yeah. It's just good to kind of know where you can make those connections. Right. And you grow together. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's really cool. Um, I think I did have you. I just thought of this. I had you write something down for me. Yes. Because... And I, I don't even, you don't even need to read it because I, I was just uh, gibberish kind of, uh, just thought it would jog my memory, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a, a complete thought. But the complete thought is this. So when they, when they start off, I always try to look for these things that in the episode are um, kind of a nod to other parts of the Star Wars timeline or other mm-hmm. works or whatever. So at the beginning of this, Chopper is given, I don't know what they are, like cartons or something, and he is throwing all of these cartons. Oh, yeah, it looks like milk or something. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. trash or garbage, something like that. And he's just throwing them at Ezra, and Ezra's trying to uh, block them or deflect them or whatever. And at first, it's just a few. Mm -hmm. And it's totally a nod to episode five, Empire Strikes Back, when Vader is standing on the side and Luke has his lightsaber out. He's thinking lightsaber duel, right? He's like... Come at me, Vader. I've been holding my own. Yeah. Okay. And then Luke senses in the force something being torn off of the wall behind him. And it's coming and he turns and he swings. All right. All right. You got it, Luke. The next thing, like he, Vader then sends like a toolbox at him. Boom. He's got that. Mm-hmm. Then he sends another thing at him. And Luke's like, okay, kind of misses one. One of them hits him, but he gets the other one. So it's totally kind of this nod uh, in this episode to that whole scene. Because as it goes on, Vader just steps back doesn't even use his lightsaber anymore and he, he uses the force to just throw a ton of junk at him just like chopper was throwing yeah. all that different stuff you know what i mean and luke actually gets sucked out that window ezra gets you know yeah. thrown off the ship or whatever and almost doesn't make it like he's holding on 
uh, we, we see Luke Skywalker in, in Empire holding on as well. So I just thought it was a really cool nod. And I and again, this is why I love doing the doing the rewatch. So many things like that happen, and in a rewatch episode by episode, we get to kind of slow down and talk about them. So yeah, that was just a sick little moment where you know, it's just a training thing, but it's definitely a nod to Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's so. very interesting, and it tie uh, or it connects to that. Uh, I don't remember it, who said it first, Ezra or Kanan, probably Kanan. Oh yeah, Kanan, right. In that scene, he says there will always be distractions yeah. and we have to learn to overcome them. And that's yeah. very true because we're always in that mindset, hey, we just have to get this out of the way or that out of uh-huh. the way and then uh-huh. life will be perfect. Yeah. But the truth is we will always have things <sighs> that distract us or that are not perfect. Yeah. And we just have to learn to deal with that and, mm-hmm. and be happy with all these distractions uh, friends i was going to say this uh ez is getting fired up over here and uh lottie knows why i was going to tell you we have been we've had a lot going on in our in our lives and stuff and we've been wanting to hit some goals you know do some stuff and you sort of try to wait for the perfect day and like mm-hmm. today was not perfect for me I, I was like okay we're starting today and i left here this morning and just it was not i don't know for some reason like it like my head wasn't in the right place uh things were perfect at school Stuff was just sort of all over the place. And I just was like, but that's, you know, what are you going to do? Stop? You're going to give up? You're going to you're gonna stop right now and just say, okay, I got to wait for the next. I mean, tomorrow is going to be better. It'll be perfect tomorrow. No, it won't be. It yeah. never it never will be. I mean, sometimes you find better days than other days. but yeah. And you might have a streak of those. But it's fighting through the days where it's tough and there are distractions and things like that. So that's literally what we are doing right now. <laughs> uh, we've kind of committed to, we had a couple things. We had, we had uh, a couple, like a just a couple family functions and then our trip and stuff like that. So we haven't had a chance to really, you know, uh, hit the ground running with our, our content. But now we've got like a solid goal in mind and we are really just going at it, hammering it. <laughs> uh, and it's just great. So yeah, good, good point there, sweetie. Okay. Now let's see here. Other big, other big takeaways in this. So master Luminara, by the way, you may not remember who this is because I know you've only seen um, the main films one, two, and three. Four, five, and six is what is what Lottie has seen so far, but Master Luminara is actually in. I want to say she's in the Attack of the Clones. I, I think that's where we see her in in live action. She's definitely in the Clone Wars episodes, which is an animated series, which mm-hmm. you, you haven't really seen that. Um, I'm trying to remember if she was in Episode One as a member of the council. I don't think she was. But either way, she's only seen like once or, or twice on the on the council seat. And then she's seen at the Battle of Geonosis, where all the Jedi show up and there's like the battle with them and the, the droids. So just to kind of remind you of, of who that is and for folks who are listening, that's that's who we're who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. She's great. She she's a really strong and powerful um master. She's she is uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, she had commanded the 41st Elite Corp in uh, the Grand Army of the Republic and was a master of Padawan Barris Offee. So this is all stuff we'll talk about later. All right, sweetie, we'll go into like who these people are. But I think some people like to know who was her student, right? So she was a master. She had a student, a Padawan named Barris Offee. And there's a lot of theories around that in particular, that, that Padawan. Uh, where is she? Who is she? Mm-hmm. How did, did she survive Order 66? All these different things. So uh, that's a story for another time. But uh, she's a great master, and Kanan knows her. Mm-hmm. In this episode, Kanan's master, Depa Balaba, is mentioned, which was huge. Okay. So Mace Windu, do you remember him? Mace Windu had the purple lightsaber. Um, he yes. was the one. Yeah. yeah. 
He's uh, Samuel L. Jackson plays. He, he plays turned him. bad, right? Um, no, he, he didn't really turn bad. I mean, he was fighting. He he was fighting Emperor Palpatine with the red. So it was red lightsaber mm-hmm. versus purple lightsaber. Mm-hmm. It's in episode three. So like, yep. Yeah, he he's on the council. Like he's next to Yoda. He sits next to Yoda. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember him. Yeah. Anyways, so he's a really strong um, individual, like number two on the council, if you will, right, right behind Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the, who was the one then who, uh, who betrayed the Jedi? Maybe I. Anakin. You mean like Anakin no, 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 no. Um, who? Oh, I can't remember. It's okay. What? With describe the cl- it. Uh, with the clones and the clone army. Mm-hmm. Was that? Oh, Count was- Dooku. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Count Dooku. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. No, good call. Yeah, he was once a Jedi. Let's go, sweetie. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah, I gotta mix up with uh, with Mace, Mace Windu. Windu. That's okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No. No. Uh, Mace Windu has, and you, you just look him up on your phone real quick if you want to, just to look him up. So Mace Windu, and as soon as you see him, you'll remember who he is. But his apprentice was Depa Balaba. And she is in episode one. I think she's mm-hmm. in two. She's in all the episodes, clear up until three. Uh, she's actually even in an animated series called The Bad Batch, season <laughs> one. And we see her training. Um, we see her training Kanan Jarrus or Caleb Doom. Yeah, you're smiling. What's yeah, up? because Google instantly says you have the about section yeah. and it says a grim Jedi master with an amethyst bladed blah yeah, blah yeah, lightsaber. Yeah. He was. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Windy. that's what I why I thought. He, yeah, he was the one who turned bad. I mean, he is he is kind of a, 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 a I don't know. He's he's a little bit grim. That, that's a good word, I guess, to use. Uh, yeah, and he's well, he practices form seven, uh, a variation of it, and and maybe you know dabbles in in not the dark side, but uh, aggression. He he definitely uses mm-hmm. an aggressive lightsaber form okay. when he's fighting Palpatine. But uh, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about Luminara. I had a question for you. Um, did the Grand Inqu- Inquisitor use the Force to make her seem alive, or what? How did he do that? Oh, uh, okay. Real good question. Let me see here what what we have because we have her death. Mm-hmm. Let me let me go back up here. Powers and abilities, personality traits, legacy. So during um, okay in. Let's see. Postmortem. So after her death, rumors began to spread that uh, that Master Anduli w- had survived the Clone Wars and was still alive. Those rumors existed as of five BBY, which is where we're at in Rebels. In reality, the Empire used Anduli's remains to lure Jedi survivors into traps so they could be killed, corrupting uh, the Master's memory. Okay. One such trap was laid by the Inquisitors or the Grand Inquisitor, uh, with Master Luminara still held in the spire. Uh, in an attempt to trick Jedi survivor Kanan Jarrus, who had previously gone by the name Caleb Doom. So now, hold on a second. I wonder if there... Let's see. Here we go. Okay, so Order 66 and later execution. This is interesting. So, um, her her apprentice, Barisafi, betrayed the Jedi Order out of anger and its involvement in the Clone Wars. It's something we can go over later, but that, that master that you saw, where you're like, okay, was the Force used to kind of conjure her out? Mm-hmm. She had a Padawan, and that Padawan just did her own thing. That's what that says. Okay, so to find solace, she focused her attention on the Wookiees, um, which had been damaged by the by the Confederate attacks on the planet Kashyyyk. As she focused on repairing the damages to City and preparing new defenses for it, she ultimately spent months preparing for the out 
for the coming Separatist invasion. Uh, during the Outer Rim siege, she served alongside Yoda, uh, Republic forces, and Wookiee warriors during the engagement. So let's see. In the midst of the battle, Palpatine orders uh, issue he issues Order sixty six, a command ordering that all clone troopers kill their Jedi commanders. Okay, that was in Episode three, right? So he does okay. that Order sixty six. It kills all the Jedi. Um, unduly evaded the fate that many of her fellow Jedi had, though for years it was believed she had been shot down uh, by her troops on Kashyyyk. In actuality, uh, Master Luminara had been taken into custody by the Empire. The Jedi Order was destroyed. Palpatine declared himself Emperor and transformed the Republic into the Galactic Empire. After a short time in prison, in the prison known as the Spire on um, Stegan, Stegan Prime. Mm-hmm. She was executed in her cell in the presence of oh. of the Grand Inquisitor, who then held oh. her remains for the future purpose of the Empire. So, mm-hmm. but that still doesn't answer your question exactly. Like, how, she was sitting there, yeah, you know, and and Kanan could feel her presence, meaning her her bones and her her remains. Um, but yeah, I was trying to figure out if there was maybe more to it there. Uh, somehow the the force or some projection of of her was used to kind of lure them in as, as yeah i don't know if it's a hologram or she yeah. walks back to her body and then mm-hmm. yeah that looks so in that scene it looks very much like a hologram okay yeah that, that when could she be. yeah turns her back on um the i don't know what it is like a container where yeah. her body's in yeah. and then he she vanishes back into the container and right before she does it looks like there's a little disturbance in the yeah okay like hologram. a glitch yeah, or yeah a glitch yeah. yeah well that makes a lot of sense so if, if they had her in the prison they would have recorded her moving around the prison cell probably mm-hmm. and they just kept then her kind of uh, remains there and as she walks in and melts into it yeah it's just sort of uh that's a great question though you know, because the Grand Inquisitor is outside there and it, you couldn't probably always have someone who is for, I mean, the Inquisitors have the force mm. and they can use it, but maybe they're not always there to kind of do so something Sith. like that. So they are, they're actually okay. former Jedi. Yeah. Um, or, and that, I think the Grand Inquisitor was a former Jedi guard for the temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are Order 66 survivors. Uh, later on, some of them are even like younglings who have been kind of like Padawans who are picked up and, mm-hmm. and brought in by Palpatine. So it's like, look, you, you either join the Inquisitor squad um, or you're executed. Yeah. Essentially. Terrible. Yeah. So he and they're, they're corrupted. They're turned, um, turned, turned by the dark side, turned by... Darth Vader turned by Emperor Palpatine. So the Grand Inquisitor, he's the head uh, of, of that group. But what was cool in the cell is that he mentions Kanan's master. So this mm-hmm. is a whole episode about masters and who could teach and who could do what. Right. Uh, he notices that Kanan uses Form 3, which is a sort of a defensive form, in close quarter combat. So being right up next to the Inquisitor, he could tell right away, or he thought he had, a, he had sort of an idea that maybe... Kanan's master was Depa Balaba. And he says that. And that like gets mm-hmm. to Kanan for a second because yeah. he's like, wow. But also, hey, good on him for like using her training and everything. Yeah. But he says that he relied on it to a, to a ridiculous degree, okay. like too much. Mm. And it kind of maybe sh- shows you that his training was cut short. You know, mm-hmm. like how to switch between all the different forms and what he could have done, uh, his potential. He didn't have another master to kind of guide him. He had to learn yeah. on his own along the way. So, yeah, I think that was kind of tough for him for Kanan to deal with but um 
Okay, so let's skip to that part. Yeah, they fight. They kind of duel for a bit. Um, Ezra is sort of still shooting his energy wrist slingshot situation mm-hmm. at, at the Inquisitor. Yeah. And uh, the Inquisitor has a sick lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, what'd you think of that, right? That was kind of funny. Everyone was impressed <laughs> yeah. by that lightsaber. They, they were always laughing, weren't they? That uh, they're like, does, you know, does yours do that? Yours yeah. doesn't do that, does it, Kanan? <laughs> you know, like it's just like, yeah, yeah. it was kind of funny. Uh, I'm trying to remember because it might be important. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, those, what were they? They were the things that Hera shows up with. Remember, they almost look, I almost thought they were Minoc at first. They're not oh, yeah, Minoc. the birds? Yeah, the the birds. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they are. Exactly. Well, they are they fl- look like birds. flying animals. So, yeah. Well, that doesn't mean that that yeah. concludes they're birds, but they look like bats or birds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just looking here real quick to see if I can find it because if, I wonder if there's more to them. Um, yeah, returns. Uh, don't have it here in front of me. But anyways, they were interesting creatures. If anybody knows what those things were, uh, shoot us an email and we'd love to kind of talk about them because I always think it's cool when whenever you have these new like aliens or creatures, you know, in Star Wars. I think that's that's pretty neat. And I don't remember what those are. But I do know, and I'll tell you this, sweetie, that the creatures or the, um, yeah, different species or whatever in Rebels, they, they, they actually matter. They, they are really mm-hmm. important. I mentioned to you the Lothcat, and you saw Lothcat. <laughs> yes. Right? In this episode, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. We get to see one. So, but they will matter, and we'll have to pay attention. We'll have to kind of comb back here and see, you know, what, uh, what those are. But that's, it's a part of the rescue. Uh, they're, they've picked right. up on... Sabine has a jammer going and they're on the same frequency as uh, they're on the same frequency and they're almost like it's like a, a mating call essentially. <laughs> and th- these things are, are showing up. Very and, attracted to the yeah, ship. Very attracted. And so now they're going to defend the ship and they go in there and uh, and yeah, Hera is able to swoop in and, and get the whole crew out. It's sort of a, a pretty straightforward episode. Um, they go in, they try to get Master Luminara. It's a trap. We meet the Inquisitor. We fight our way out and then you know, Kanan and Ezra be, become closer. Um, we get sort of a better connection between master and apprentice. Minoc? So, are they Minoc? That's what a I species thought. of silicon-based bat-like parasites native to the planet or Minoc. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just do a quick... Since First you said appeared that. in Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. They Maybe don't not. Really Maybe not. look like Minoc to me, but... Yeah, it. I don't know. I thought they were maybe giant Minoc or something. I'm not ex- actually sure. So that's what was my first thought, but I don't. I don't know. Anyway, we'll have to come back. Minoc are really cool. I just love the name Minoc, and I've always thought it was, <laughs> it was pretty funny. That drag. Remember, I had that little stuffed plushie, and you were like, "Is it? What's that dragon-like oh, creature?" Oh yeah. yeah, that's a Minoc. Now it looks okay, similar okay. to this. They might be related species, like a, a different type of Minoc. Yeah, but I something. know what you mean. They do look different. Yeah, they look. It looks a little yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, if anyone knows uh, what they are or knows more about them, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. So also, um, while we are at it here, I wanted to give a shout out to some of our listeners, some of you guys who have kind of uh, written in here. Uh, Andrew's been following along with us. Jordan has been following along with us. 
Um, Wes also wrote in and written really loves that we're doing the Rebels rewatch. And just so you guys know, Lottie reads those. And if, if anybody else wants to send her any more encouragement, I would love it if you would do that because she gets fired up from that and it's just cool. Again, this is sort of a new thing that we're doing and she's getting used to being on the mic and talking <laughs> and all that good stuff. And it's a lot because, um, we don't do a lot of editing uh, on on this show, so you know, a lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. You got to get it right. No, I'm kidding. If if uh, we do edit, if we have to, but um, no, I think it's great. You've done a great job, and everyone's you know liking it so far. So thank you. Cool. It's cool. I think if you guys have you know thoughts, or if you guys want to again doing the the rewatch with us is fun. We're gonna be doing it almost daily. So Monday through Friday kind of thing, um, clear up into the summer and we're just, yeah, just getting after it. So yes, sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. One last thought about the episode, which I think is very important to discuss, uh, this whole topic about do or don't do something versus trying. And it made me think about Newt Scamander who says it's important. Trying is important. That's what Mm -hmm. matters Mm -hmm. versus they say, no, don't try, but just do it. So what are your thoughts about that? Does that, uh, mm-hmm. does one contradict the other for you or what do you think? Well, it's an interesting, so they, they kind of debate in this, that, that is, there's so many, so if those are Minoc, by the way, and you had the connection to, as I said earlier in episode five, so Minoc could come from episode five, that quote, the do or do not, there is no try comes from episode five, mm-hmm. the beginning when. Ezra is on standing on the ship and all the garbage is being tossed at him is a connection, as I said, a nod to episode five. So a lot of episode five uh, connections, which which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but the idea that do or do not, there is no try. What does that mean? And Kanan says, I don't really know. Yoda used to yeah. say all the time uh, to just do it. But by doing it, you are trying it. You know what I mean? It's sort of I think it's like by by saying try it's 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 less of a you're not putting everything in into it that mm-hmm. that you that you maybe could and that's just really how you i think d- define the word try because as you said newt's commander we just watched the secrets of dumbledore and i love that you make harry potter uh and wizarding <laughs> world connections i know i know everyone out there also watches you know all those other different fandoms and stuff but in that it's sort of like the message and the theme the big takeaway from that movie we're not going to get into spoilers on it if you haven't seen it. But the idea is that you want to try. It's important that we're always trying, that we're striving for, right. you know, uh, better outcomes, or that we're that we're trying. That, mm-hmm. that you know, e- even even when something is sort of seemingly difficult or impossible, or it's it's hard to get through to someone yeah. or whatever, trying is is what matters. Yoda would just say doing is what matters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just a different use of the word. Try, I think for. In, in this episode, it's sort of like, what does it mean to just try? Mm-hmm. It's almost like saying doing it is more a powerful thing, uh, yeah. more, a more power, yeah. like a word that has a more, a stronger connotation, meaning that it carries a little bit like, no, I'm going to do this versus right. I'm just going to try. I'm, I'm going to try. Maybe I'm more like, yeah, more like doing it means you will try until you succeed and trying is just okay i tried but i didn't succeed this time so i that doesn't include that you will keep trying until mm-hmm. you do it yeah you know what i mean that's a good point point. and so the phrase i think in you know for, from newt's commander was that we keep trying yeah keep trying that you you don't stop yeah. you know and that's what doing is doing is something that's continuous and you're going to keep right. you're going to keep uh you're, well you're going to do it um right so yeah and trying like you said instead of never starting something because you think you can't do it yeah well then rather try first and then doing it is now try until you succeed 
Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's just, I think the way that Yoda, he, he prioritizes or, you know, to do something is just a stronger thing. It's, it's no, you're going to do it. It's the way you talk to yourself. It's the yeah. way yeah. as a Jedi that you should know, I'm going to do this. This is something mm-hmm. I'm going to do. I'm not going to just try. Right. I'm going to do it. But you, you, it just depends on if you think that telling yourself like you've got to keep trying you've got yeah. to keep going you've got to keep whatever that's still a good thing and those are all things we should be saying they're all positive yeah it's just that i think they prioritize doing it um as you know right and that's more it's almost a form of visualizing yourself that you've already done it mm-hmm. and people say that helps a lot when you were try- <laughs> were trying to do something yeah. to, to visualize you've already done it yeah yeah and uh, so the do or do not you know, so it's again, it's just sort of like you you either do or you don't. You you either so Luke is either going to raise the ship or he's not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of the way Yoda just sort of you have to almost get kind of black and white with it and just yeah just approach it. Now, is there some in between there? And did he could he have gotten the ship halfway to to shore or raised it a halfway up? Sure, but ultimately he fails. He, d- yeah, he doesn't. He, yeah. he doesn't mm-hmm. succeed. So either it's it's like crossing the finish line type of talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like don't just don't just participate in a race. See it through. Run the race all the mm-hmm. way. Do yeah. it all like like completely. So yeah, cool. I forgot about that connection <laughs> to episode five. So there's a lot. There's a lot of connections in this episode to uh, to, to episode five, which is cool. And actually in episode five, they're seeking out an old master named Yoda. That's the whole point in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seek Yoda. Obi Wan says to to Luke to seek an old mm-hmm. master, and this is called the rise uh, or rise of the old masters. Yeah. So. And isn't this? Yeah, this is episode five of Rebels. So yeah, it's so. episode five. What the heck? <laughs> Why did I not like? Oh, that's that's awesome. That's that's a really cool. Yeah, layers that I didn't realize were there. <laughs> so, really cool. Um. All right, friends. Well, I think yeah, we're we're right there at time. We like to keep these kind of relatively short. So we can just keep knocking them out, and we'll be back uh, again next time with uh, episode six. It's just great. It's just great. Yeah, it's this was it. a lot of fun today. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good episode. Yes. So, friends, don't forget you can follow um, you can follow Lottie over at Charlotte Sue. Um, she has also I'm going to put her link tree down below. And again, I mentioned the Shell Cottage Radio, Fleur and Bill YouTube page, all that kind of stuff. She's working on different things, working on some ambient stuff. More on that uh, later. But I love it. I love that she is. You're, you're doing it, right? You're, you're going after it. And by the way, reach out to us and reach out to her because we, we really do enjoy kind of hyping people, their projects, whatever you want to do, um, getting excited about life and getting excited about your fandom and just, just in general. It's, it's one of the things that I'm missing about going to Star Wars Celebration. Like, I want to go so I can, like, talk to people and hype and just, I don't know. I just, I say surround yourself with positive people if you can, people who are like-minded and just, it's just a lot of fun. So, yeah, I want people to to reach out and encourage her and then uh we will encourage you guys as well so but yeah that's um at charlotte sue and you can follow me at womprat underscore two m friends we will be back and continue the rebels rewatch as always thank you for listening thank you for watching and may the force be with you cheesy
how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.